Welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Today's episode is for those of you who are looking for something you can sell online, probably on Amazon, that's exclusive just for you. No one else can sell what you're selling at a really nice profit margin. That's what's created the private label craze. But we don't have to call it private label. Let's just call it an exclusive item that only you can sell that sells for a very nice profit margin. Does that sound nice? Well, how about if I bring someone on the show who's doing that over and over again at will, spending very little money to test new ideas, and a lot of the ideas end up working really, really well. I'm excited to bring to the show today Christy Michelle. She's been through our coaching program. She owns the Proven Amazon course, and she started diving into our private label content the stuff that we teach in the Proven Amazon course. And she came up with a unique idea, a unique twist. And we said, wow, that needs to be a course. That is really good stuff. And we'll dive into exactly what it is when I get her on the line. So I think you're really going to love today's show. Sit back, relax, enjoy. This is going to be one of those shows where I think you'll probably end up listening to it a couple times because there's so many interesting golden nuggets. And even if all you do is listen to today's show, and then go try it yourself, you're going to see what we're talking about is very powerful. But I'm also going to encourage you, yes, Christy does have a course. We helped her put the course together. She's got decade, about a decade of experience in this industry. She really knows her stuff and can save you a ton of time and energy if this is appealing to you. So go check out her course at promotionalcompanysourcing.com. And I'll mention that a couple of the times in the show promotionalcompanysourcing.com. But let's get Christy on the line. I'm excited to introduce you to her, get to know her a little bit. I'm going to let her do most of the talking today because she has a fantastic system that she's developed. So enjoy. Thanks for joining us. Yes, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. I'm your host, Jim. And today, like I said, we've got Christy Michelle on the line. Christy, how are you? I'm doing well, Jim. How are you? Blessed. This is great. So glad we finally got this podcast recorded for everybody. I think the listeners are going to love this. And and before I turn the microphone over to you, Christy, I just want to summarize real quick. You've had some really cool success working with promotional companies. And I would like to start off, you're going to tell us a little bit what those are, but the whole game of private label has just been dramatically simplified with this concept. And and you can explain it fairly briefly. It's one of these aha moments. Why didn't I think of that kind of things? That's really been a dramatic opportunity for so many in our community. Uh, You've got a new course. I want to mention that right off the bat, then I'm going to turn the microphone over to you and we want to hear some of your story, but promotionalcompanysourcing.com, promotionalcompanysourcing.com. That's where your course is. We're excited to partner with you on that, but why don't you tell us a little bit about your story and how you stumbled into this opportunity? Give us your background. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you. First of all, I have to say thank you for finally, I'm so excited to actually be on a podcast. I've listened to so many of your podcasts and I'm really um, happy and I'm very, very grateful that I'm able to actually be on the show. So thank oh, you great. for well, that. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> um, so, so the first thing I want want to address is because it's a number one question that I get asked and it is what are promotional companies? So I just want to get that, you know, this is the whole premise of all of it. So I just want to define what that is and everyone, you know what they are. You've used them or you've used them or you have a product of theirs. I'm certain in your house, but promotional companies are the companies uh, they traditionally used uh, by corporate, uh, you know, companies marketing as branded swag or giveaway items, right? So it's the pen that you get from your doctor's office that says doctor so-and-so. It's the tote bag that you get at the grocery store that's your local, you know, reusable grocery bags. It's the slap bracelets that you get at CES that Jim has. You know, it's a lot of these sort of uh, branded swag giveaways. And the idea is companies will use this so that you can remember their name and you can have an item in your house. Maybe it's a coaster. Maybe again, it's a pen. Maybe it's a hat something, these type of items that will essentially remind you of their company, of their brand, and it hopes that you will remember to use their services or their products if and when the time comes. So those are what promotional companies are and what they do. And so I have been working with them since, I want to say 
2011 is as early as I can remember, but it's possible many times before that. My background is in marketing. So my my uh, undergrad was in corporate communications and in marketing. So when I got out of college, uh, I did every array of marketing job. You could imagine everything from public speaking to everything in between and graphic design and web and this and that. So I had a lot of, uh, a lot of experience with it. And back in 2011, I moved out to Boston. And I worked for an in, a private pay in-home healthcare company, and I worked in their marketing department. And we had a lot of our CEO was really um, sort of this brilliant, creative person in ways that she wanted to reach our referral sources and our clients. And so we constantly were putting on various events and doing these big giveaways or something that had to do with. Gosh, any any season. I mean, it could be Nurses Week all the way to you know Hanukkah. I mean, it could be anything. And so we were constantly working with promotional companies. So I worked with a wide variety of them, ordering various products, and we got to use them in these really creative ways. It wasn't just putting our brand name on these products. It was finding creative ways that would be really interesting uh, things that people wanted. So I had been working with them really for many many years, and then. Somewhere around 2015, I ended up becoming uh, a project manager. So I sort of got out of that. And really, I think anyone who works with me now probably more knows me as a project manager in that style. But a big part of my background was in marketing. So fast forward again to 2015, two things happened. One, I became a project manager. And the other one is I started my e-commerce business. And what I knew right away was when I learned about, you know, basically I learned, you know, retail arbitrage, flipping products. And I thought instantly, right away, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to do this. I mean, look at all the competition. This is terrible. There's the, you know, the race to the bottom and there's, you know, only a limited supply at the store. And so I thought, oh God, I really don't want to do this anymore. And so I'd heard about this concept of doing private label. And I thought, oh man, I really want to do that. But let me get through Q4, the craziness of Q4. I got started in Q4, which is something I don't recommend anybody do. <laughs> Madness, right? Right. It is crazy. And you don't know what you're doing and you're just flying off you know, the edge of your seat, really. So it will forever be the hazing period of my life with this business. But I got through Q4 of 2015. And uh, in 2016, in the beginning, it was January. And I was like, okay, <laughs> we have got to stop doing this. That was fun. That was fantastic. I learned everything I needed to know. Now I know how to sell the ins and outs of what's going on on Amazon. But I really wanted to get into what I really was looking for was exclusivity, right? It wasn't necessarily private label. And I'll tell you, at the time, my exposure, my limited research was that private label was a very difficult thing. So I there were I hadn't met Ryan Rieger yet. I hadn't learned about the easy way. There was a lot of information that was out there. It just wasn't available to me. I had not stumbled across it yet. So what I knew of at the time, private label was this thing where it was, you know, you have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars and you've got to go overseas and learn about customs and freight forwarding. And there's just this really high risk involved with a product that wasn't ever really uh, a proven product. So in my mind, this was just far too too high of a risk for me. And I have a very low tolerance for risk. So I decided I, I wasn't going to go that route, but I needed to do something else. And so I'm sad to say that it took me months. Well, prior to that, it, it had taken me a really long time to make this connection. But one day I was looking through an online wholesale uh, catalog and I remember I'd, I'd, I'd watched a, a video, Brett Bartlett, and he said, start with what you know. And if there is such a thing as a, a crazy cat lady, but for dogs, that's, that's pretty much me. So I'm looking <laughs> through you know, these pet catalogs and I'm like, I see this and I know it's this. And I mean, I'm in PetSmart and Petco all day long, every day, all the time. And so I know a lot about the products. And so I was flipping through this catalog. And I came across a product that I had just, I just never seen before. You know, in all my pet owning experience, it was a new concept of a product and it was really intriguing to me. So of course I went over to Amazon and I'm like, okay, let's see if we can find this product. And I, I did find it. And there were a lot of different listings all selling pretty well. There must've been a, several wholesale suppliers cause they all were variations of that. And it seemed a little saturated. I didn't know, you know, anything about, you know, competition demand. I didn't know how to read marketplace at the time, but I knew that there was a lot of these listings. So I thought, well, maybe that's not a good idea. But I went and I looked at the most popular of all of those by rank. That's all I really knew was by rank. The most popular of those products listed there. And I looked at what the most frequently purchased with item was. And that happened to also be a product that I had never seen before. Right. And it was very similar. It was in the same vein. I mean, by the way, this was like a niche within a niche. Like this was such a tiny little area you wouldn't ever think about. So I ended up looking at this product and I knew sort of 
I don't know, just a light bulb went off. I knew right away, this is, this is the only thing that I really knew. One, it had an awesome rank. I mean, it was selling hundreds of units a month, this one product. Two, it was really the only listing like it out there. I mean, there might've been one or two other ones, but this one by far dominated all of them. So it was really the only listing with this type of product out there. And then three, it was merchant fulfilled. Right. And we all kind of know that, you know, selling FBA, selling prime is really, you know, there's a lot of customers who like that. So four and most importantly was that it really looked, I'm going to go with homemade. <laughs> it looked a little homemade. I mean, this item was actually, it was made out of paper. It was a paper based item. Right. And so I thought instantly like this light bulb went off and I thought instantly, I can make that look better. I mean, this looked like a kind of a, a poor eBay listing is what it really looked like, but it was selling so well. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I can do this better. And this was made out of paper. So I thought, I know where I can source paper, right? I know that <laughs> I can go to my local print shop down the street and get something like this made better or I can, I can go to one of five places in my town. So I knew instantly that sourcing was not going to be my issue at all, which was kind of the big issue that I couldn't get over at the time. So that's exactly what I did. With that level of information, I didn't need more. I don't recommend that now. I definitely recommend have a little bit more information. I got a little lucky. But with those just four pieces, thinking I can do this better and I can sell it prime or you know FBA, and I can even raise my price. So that's that was my plan. And I knew that I could do it very inexpensively. And that because I had this low tolerance or, you know, low risk, risk yeah. in me. Yes. That I was like, okay, so I know that I can do this really inexpensive and I can test this. So it's exactly what I did. And, um, I've talked about this with sort of my initial story within four weeks. So it was 30 days from that, that day that I found this product concept 30 days later to sold. And so all I did was I designed a better looking product. I happen to know a little little bit about graphic design. I'm certainly not a graphic designer. And, and anymore now, I would just go to Fiverr. I would go to another place to have something like that made. But right. Fiverr.com, spend five right. bucks and have a pro do it, right? Exactly, exactly. But, you know, I was able to poke around. I know enough to sort of be dangerous a little bit with Photoshop and InDesign. I'm certainly not a designer, but I knew I could make it look better. So so I designed it. I ended up going to Vistaprint, right? So m most of us, where we get our business cards or you get, you know, your holiday cards made if you don't go to your local store. So I went to Vistaprint. I was really initially just looking for a just price point. I didn't really know what it was going to cost, but I went there. Price point was fantastic. I was able to see a digital proof of what it was going to look like. It was going to arrive to me in five days. So I ordered it. I ordered a hundred units. My, it cost me about 70 cents a unit. So I would shipping and tax and everything. It was less than a hundred dollars arrived at my house. Everything looked fantastic. I bagged it up. I send it off to Amazon to be FBA. Three days later, it's sitting there at the warehouse and on day 30, it sold. And it sold not one, but two. And by the end of the week, it continued to sell more and more and more. And I got the number one new release badge with that product listing. And then uh, by the end of the month, I mean, it had reached and surpassed the original seller who was doing it Merchant Fulfilled. And my price point was two or maybe even $3 more. And I think a lot of it was because it was a better listing and it was a better it looks better quality, I think, I hope, I believe. And because it was, you know, it was prime for buyers. That's awesome. So, let, me, let me ask you a couple of questions because yeah. I, I've never heard this story before. I knew you got started with a very simple printed product. I'd heard that part of the story, but share with me a few more numbers. You're a hundred dollars in. Yeah. How many units did that get you? So it was a hundred units. Yeah. So let's break down units. Really quick. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so it was about, I want to say right around 70 cents a unit that I bought. So I got a hundred units with that and then, you know, ta tax and everything. Yeah. It ended up being, let's call it a hundred dollars is what I ended up spending. A dollar a piece is your cost in, right? Delivered I think to it you. Ended up being, I really think it just ended up more like 70 cents with everything yeah. said and done, but I have to okay, go back and cool. look at the exact numbers. But yeah. Oh, no worries. I'm just trying to get a round number for give people a feel. Yeah. When no, we well, talk private label, so if you can jump in 100 units into private label for <laughs> 70 bucks, I mean, come on, sign us up. You know, so I, I, I want to hear about this. You don't give away your niche, but, you know, did you yeah. have to laminate this? And you said you sold them for two or three bucks a piece. I mean, we can do the math. No, you came out, can... you made about 100 bucks in the end, right? 100, 150 bucks. Oh, no, bucks, no, I made way more right? than that. So, yeah, oh, so, okay. so 70 cents a unit. So, my, my total cost, let's call it a hundred dollars. When all was said and done, let's call it a hundred dollars. It's less than that. I really want to say it was less than that. But anyway, 70 cents a unit. My sales price was $10. I sold this for oh, $9.95. Ten. Okay. $10, awesome. $9.95 or $9.99, something like that. That was my sale price. So after Amazon fees, 
right? All of those. I think my profit was right around five, five and a quarter, depending on if, you know, if I was running a sale or not. So let's say it was $5 profit. So my ROI was incredible, right? I spent 70 cents in order for someone to give me $5 back, right? Yeah, that's, that's a, a great ROI, yeah. <laughs> just a that's little bit. Beautiful. I was very happy with that. But again, if we're looking at the numbers, so I averaged once it kind of reached its stability, it was five, six, seven units a day, right? This is a, you know, it's a very small niche, niche category. So, you know, but, but by all means, very successful. I was very happy with that, but it ended up being about maybe 200 sales a month. And so if we're doing math here, we're talking about, it ended up only being about a thousand dollar profit when all was said and done a month, right? So I'm certainly not Unha- I had to replenish quickly, uh, but I, I certainly wasn't unhappy. But at the same time, that was also not, you know, I can't leave my job sort of money. And so when we get into this and when I talk a little bit about the course, I, you know, I built a formula on how you can do this and how you can sort of build this out. But the name of the game with this is actually it's quantity, right? So if you're going to deal with low product sales, doesn't matter how fantastic your ROI is, if it's low profit, you're going to have to make that up in quantity, not, not, not over quality. We certainly want quality, but definitely in quantity. And so what I did after that was, I think it was probably two months after that I'd kind of settled in. I was so proud of myself, pat on the back. And then I thought, okay, well now what can I do? I still have this concept, but you know, what else can I do with it? So I created a spinoff product from that. And so it was a little bit of a variation. So I did that. I was almost the exact same artwork that I used before. So, I mean, really, it was just sort of a change in the way that I ordered it and sort of packaged it. For the most part, it was kind of the same product. So I did that. Boom, instantly. I mean, it that actually then that one ended up selling and over time has sold better than the original one. It got the number one new release badge and it was doing the same sort of volume. And so here now I went from one thousand to two thousand dollars, right? So now I've doubled that with the same concept. I didn't do anything different. It was the same supplier, same everything. So then I thought, okay, how do I get to do this again? So then I tried another one and I tried a different size variation with a different design to it. And I wasn't sure about that, but I thought, why not give it a whirl? And I'll tell you, that one kind of flopped, right? So that one was like, well, you know, I probably sold maybe 20 a month on that one. So that was not a fantastic one. But I thought, man, what else can I do with this? And so if you remember, the first product that I came across from the wholesale catalog was a different, it was the same vein, but a different product and it had already been selling. So I went and I found that wholesale company and I bought couple hundred units of this product. It was also an inexpensive item. Uh, I forget how many I ordered, but I ended up bundling these two together. So I took my private label, my original one, and I bundled it with another product that was selling very well. And remember, it was the most frequently purchased with items so that I knew that they would go hand in hand. And that one didn't, I was able to really increase my price. So my ROI was a little bit lower on that one, but I was able to sell that one, I think for closer to the 15 to $16 price point. And so that one sold a little bit slower, but in the end, it was probably another $1,000 in profit a month. So here I am, same concept, four or five months later, and now I'm making $3,000 profit a month, right? Same thing. I didn't invent anything new. All I really did was just sort of build upon my original idea. So that's kind of, that's as far as that brand line really went. Um, I, you know, I'd still have that, but that was it. And, and that, you know, for some people that's enough that you can quit your, your job. Um, but for me, I certainly wanted more. And I thought, well, now I think I've kind of gone as far as I can go with this because it's such just a very particular kind of item. And I thought, okay, so now how do I do this again? So I have now sort of since branched out into different areas and doing that same concept. And I've kind of built a little bit of what I call this. It's a three point system where I take a niche product and I put it with, or, or a neat, you know, a niche, like take, find a niche. This one was the niche this, this category was. And I put, pair that with, you know, a basic product, a basic item. And then I add some sort of emotional value because that was the reason people would buy something that was clearly a piece of paper, right? Obviously, when you look at that, when you think about like what the material is made out of, what, why would anyone pay $10 for that? It's because of what was on the paper. So I have now sort of taken that formula and been able to apply it over and over again with a lot of different ideas. And so maybe when we get a little bit later on in the podcast, I can give you guys a couple of examples that you can go look up that really, instead of just doing a spinoff item with a really, really small, small niche category, there are companies out there that do the same thing, but they do it 50 times over. 
they just spin off, spin off, spin off a new audience or a new concept or, a, or not, sorry, not concept, but new design something. And they take that where it's, you know, it's a couple thousand dollars and they repeat it over and over and over again. So quantity, the whole game is about quantity, not over quality, but definitely quantity. So that's kind of how I got started. I have the benefit, Christy, of hearing your story. I don't know. I know you've shared it before. I've heard bits and pieces and, you know, at our events and such, but as I'm trying to envision what this product was without creating, there's a, a little gap I'm going to try to fill here. I don't mm -hmm. want to create any competition for you in your niche, but I would love to be a little more descriptive about what was that product? I find myself trying to put myself in the, in the seat of our listener today going, okay, it was paper. She had it custom mm -hmm. printed. She mixed it with another item. Was this paper laminated? I mean, are you just sliding a piece of paper in an envelope and, and shipping it between two slices of cardboard? I mean, what's the, talk me Not through a little more detail about if someone's like, oh man, I'm going to go print a thousand somethings tomorrow. Like, sure. Help us through a little bit there. What exactly was the customer receiving? Yeah. Um, so it was something that was informative. I would say it was that it was informative, but they were able to customize it. Instructional. Okay. Um, to, yeah, to a degree. But here, why don't I give a, a better example for you guys that you can go right now and go look on Amazon. There is a um, cool. there's a company that's called I want to months in motion months as in year months in motion. So that's their store name. I think if you go look them up and they're called uh, Baby Month Stickers. And so ah, okay. the concept here, so stickers, all right? So we were talking about uh, stickers, you know, labels, those are things, they all fall into what I call the paper category because, you know, they just happen to, th this one happens to have a sticky backing to it, you know, like a static cling thing. I put that all, when I say paper, I put that in quotes. It is paper, but this has a sticky. So this was, I mean, they're stickers and they're three inches-ish in diameter. You get 12 stickers, one for every month, month one, two, three, four, all the way through 12. And the idea of using these stickers is as your baby grows up, right? one month all the way through 12, you can take a picture of them and you put whatever month that is. And then over the year, you can see how well they've grown, right? So that's okay. the idea of this. I gotcha. So go look this up. And so it's a good idea. So I think they sell, I think when I looked at it, I want to say that they sold for, I think $13 for, for 12 stickers. Now think about what, I can't tell you right off the bat how much those stickers would cost, but I think we all have a pretty good idea that that's going to be, we're talking in the pennies. You know, exactly. I'd be right. So we're talking about extremely. That's what I mean when I say basic item. We're talking about something that costs just next to nothing for you to source. Okay, so you take that, and so if you go look at it, they have. You know, the first one I think that shows up is sort of this blue one. Maybe it's a blue chevron pattern or something. So it's for boys, right? So you can buy the blue ones for boys. And that I think has a rank of maybe, you know, 3,000, 4,000 in baby, which is a great rank, right? Oh, yeah. So that one, you know, that's hundreds of sales per month for that one product, $13. Let's say it cost them a dollar, right? Think about what that after Amazon fees, they're probably... Let's, let's call it $7 profit. I'm not sure. I'd have to really break that down. I'm doing this kind of on the fly, but let's call that $7 profit for every one of those. So they're already, and if they're selling hundreds of those a month, yeah, they're already in maybe a, a you know, $1,000, $2,000 for that one, the blue ones, right? But then they have the pink ones and those sell just as well or somewhere in the vicinity of just as well. And then gotcha. they have the neutral color ones, the yellow ones. And then they, then they start piggybacking on all the trends, which we'll get into a little bit, but there's... I think it's a woodland animals right now. That is a trending in the baby world, right? And like for nurseries and various things, uh, woodland animals are. So then they've created ones that have these little creatures with woodland animals because that goes along with baby showers and a lot of other things. So the point is, if you look at their store, they've got 50 of these variations. So uh, you multiply okay. that, right? So does that maybe, maybe that example gives it a little does. bit, you can go right now as you're listening to this podcast, get on the Amazon, go look at that. And you can see, I don't, I don't know all the numbers in the exact ranks or things of like course. that, but you can see what I mean when I say they take a basic item, a piece of, you know, a, a sticker and they just, they, they assign it value. They say, this is what you put on your base. So don't, don't change outfits. Don't buy an outfit that costs you $20 that has a number one and a number two. That's way too expensive. And they'll grow out of it anyway. Put a sticker on them whatever outfit you want. So that's the idea. Well, let me, let me take a little time out and remind the listeners we're talking to Christy Michelle. She's got a brand new course that she's launching just to our community. You're among the first people in the world at promotionalcompanysourcing.com. Listeners to this podcast, among the first people in the world to hear about it. And she's been working with promotional companies a long time. We've heard how she got started. And I think one thing we've accomplished so far that no other podcast has done that we've recorded, Christy, is convinced Everybody who's listening that you can get into private label 
for a few dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, for Absolutely. for seventy dollars, it's <laughs> and it sounds to me, if I followed your story correctly, of the first four attempts you made, three of them put money in the bank to the tune of about a thousand dollars a month, yeah. which that's not too shabby. I mean, I know a lot of stories that start off a lot worse than that. So you've had, you've had the benefit. You dropped some names on folks, you know, Ryan, Ryan and Jenny, of course, created our private label course and you got exposure to that. And I think you even influenced, we used to have seven steps to, to qualify a private label product. And you came along and you said, wait a second, you don't need two of those steps. And you convinced us to take them out. The, like the price point we had in there was like, oh, you want to be able to make 30 or 50 bucks a pop, I think is what we were telling people. And like, mm-hmm. no, if I can source for a few pennies, why would I turn down 10, 12, 15, $18? That's, mm-hmm. that's a great return. Um, mm-hmm. So you, talk, you talked us into shortening. We now only have five steps in our private label course, thanks to you and your influence. And in Brett, of course, my partner, you mentioned him as well and his influence. Yeah. So you've become quite a leader in the community. I just wanted to fill people in a little bit more on who you were and remind them of the course. But I want to continue your story because yeah. I haven't quite connected the dots yet, if I'm the listener, sure. between these printed items and maybe tying it to a popular product and that you know, creative bundle. Where do promotional companies come in? Cool. So there, there's a method and there's the source, right? So I kind of break it down into two things when I talk about this in the course. So let's talk about just more as the source of the, of the promotional company. So right now, if you are a seller of any kind, whether it's e-commerce or anywhere in the world, you really kind of have, there's the supply chain and there's really three big buckets. You have retail, right? So a lot of us, and like I said, when I got started, we re- retail arbitrage, I would flip products. I would go to my local Walmart. I would sell it, you know, buy a product for $5, resell it for 15, make the profit. Okay. I'm sourcing at a retail store. The next level up from there is that I can go to a wholesale company, right? So that's another uh, pillar that I can source from. So wholesale companies. And then the final one, if we're getting back to the original, original sources, you go to the manufacturer. So wherever you are, whatever you do, you're sourcing pretty much from one of those three major pillars. What I love about promotional companies is that they're like this beautiful medley of all of those three. So what I mean by that is they have a little bit of the perks of each and every one of them. So they are as accessible as retail stores, right? There are, I I have a database that I've been collecting with ones who just have a footprint here in the United States. And I think we're at seven or 800. There's one in every single, dozens in every single state and a lot of different, you know, different parts all over the country, right? So they're very accessible. You can call someone up locally, go to the store locally. So they're very accessible the way that retails are. On the flip side, their primary purpose, what they are in business for is to customize their products, whatever it is, whether it's pens or totes or, or notebooks, coasters, you name it, gym bags, phone accessories, stress balls, it doesn't matter. They're in the business to customize it, right? So they have that beautiful benefit the way that you would whenever you go to a manufacturer. When you go to the manufacturer, you tell them what color, size, style, whatever you want on there and put my brand on there, right? And then they're also a lot like wholesale companies through pricing and sort of quantity ordered, right? So you're not going to be able to buy one-offs usually the way that you would with retail, but you certainly don't have to buy a crazy amount of units the way that you would normally do if you wanted to customize a product with a with, with a manufacturer. I'm making generalizations here. There's exceptions to all of these. And in price, right? So my personal definition and the way that I use it with this business is that these are um, companies, um, these are basically wholesale companies with a built-in private labeling system. That's how I refer to them, right? Beautiful. So it, I love that. Let's let's repeat that. I think that's going to resonate with a lot of folks. These cool. are wholesale companies with a built-in private label mechanism. Is that what mm-hmm. you said? I love it. Yeah, a built-in private labeling system program, that type of thing. You call them up and they'll, instead of buying, you know, because wholesale companies, they expect you to buy their products as is, you know, buy 10 cases and sell it just as 10 cases. Well, instead, I want to go to you and I want to say, okay, I'm going to buy those 10 cases, you know, of widgets. But instead, I want you to say, call them Christie's widgets. And so now, and, and it's the same process. They just have that added layer. So yeah, so I call it with a private labeling system. So And, and with wholesale companies too, I mean, this. I think this is probably something point you were going to make. I just want to point it out mm-hmm. as I'm thinking through this. We just came out with a great course, provenwholesalesourcing.com. People are loving it. But one of the things you'll run into, let's say you live overseas, for example, you live outside the United States and you contact a US-based wholesaler, they're going to send you an application 
They're going to ask you a bunch of questions. They're going to know what your business address is. And they're going to know, where are you going to sell this stuff? They might even ask you that, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to so deal that, with any of that with promotional companies, right? <laughs> no, it's beautiful. So yeah, so there's a lot of similarities uh, and there's quite a few differences with wholesale companies. So similarities, they really, they function like a middleman between you and the manufacturer. You as the, right. we function, we as resellers, you know, we function as a retailer in the chain of uh, supply chain here. They're often domestic. You can certainly, find, there are promotional companies in every country. I just happen to be talking about the ones here in, in the US, but there's plenty. Sure, they're, the they're the everywhere. Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and they can often often have low, low minimums the same way that wholesalers. So again, so a lot of similarities, but differences, you don't have to register or prove that you're a business, right? right. So they don't you, care where you live or what, if you yeah. have a business or if you're just working out of your garage, they yeah. don't care. They don't need your tax ID, right? No, but you know what? A lot of them though, if you tell them that you're reselling, so here's a sort of point two is you don't need permission to sell their products. Right, they're going to take your money. Great, fantastic. Like I don't. You call them Christie's widgets. No one else wants to buy Christie's. None of their customers who are looking to customize those wid- widget A cares to have it with Christie's widgets on there. Right, so they don't care if you sell them, and so you can, if you want to tell them that, you can say, hey, you know, I plan to sell these. Can I give you my tax ID? Can we, you know, can I have that? And and I'll say that I've had about a 50-50. Some companies, in theory, they should all be able to do this, but not all companies are set up to do that. So I don't want to give the wrong impression that you can do that with everyone. Uh, but in theory, they don't care and that you should, you can have, you can give them your tax if you want to, to get that tax break with them. So, but the primary difference, right? So you don't have to register. You don't, again, Vistaprint is a good example. Whenever you buy business cards, do they care that you really have a business? No. With that name? No, they're not doing a, they're not no. doing a check. They're not calling the, the uh, state, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, auditor? I can't remember who. Yeah, it, it's just, you're just basically ordering. They want to sell you products and they want yeah. them to be customized. It's, it's like this forehead slap moment once it all, it's like wholesale <laughs> companies that want you to private label their stuff. You don't have to ask permission. They don't care if you're selling online. You could tell them you're selling on Amazon. They're not going to go, oh, wait a second. We already have mm-hmm. other people doing that for us. You know, they, they want you to do these things. Mm-hmm. They expect the primary difference is they expect you to customize. Wholesale companies really don't. I mean, you know, when we talk about Ryan Rieger and Jenny Hunt's method, they talk about taking the product, you know, buying something wholesale, taking the product out of its box, the one that says, you know, company widget box, and you put it into Christie's box. You can, you know, that's the thing. You have to ask permission to be able to do that. That's yeah, a very the, the easy magic method. question, and that's the a magic great method. Question. Yeah, it's like, hey, can I take your stuff out of one package to put another? And you get to play with some higher price point products. I would imagine there's not many promotional companies with items that sell for two hundred and fifty dollars a pop. I mean, right. we're talking about what. $30 is the top. I would, I'm guessing you know, like, what have you seen? Maybe if you put a bundle together, that's a good question. What's one of the bigger ticket items you're selling using promotional companies? I, and it could be a bundle too. Just, you know, what's a big dollar figure. I'm going to answer that in two different ways. What I have seen, you can customize golf bags that are hundreds of dollars oh, if you wow, want to. Okay. Right. Okay. So they have a whole array of price points, but what I sell, not, not, talk, not including bundles, individually, when I put together my formula, I choose them because I want to source very low because I know that I can always add with an emotional component. And we'll, and we'll talk about it here in a minute. But when I add that emotional component, that's where the value comes in. So I want to get as low of a, a product price as possible. So I don't, that doesn't fit into my formula. However, when I do bundle, absolutely. I mean, the highest price bundle that I've had is $39. And it all came from promotional company, uh, no, it was one one retail product, which was not terribly expensive, and then three different promotional items that went together, and it ended up being a close to a forty dollar bundle. So, absolutely, you can do a lot. Bundling is beautiful with this method, especially because not only are you assigning value, whatever that is, you're assigning that value, but then you're adding a bunch of products together. And, and you can always increase the convenience of having that together, which is the beautiful part of bundling when you sell, you know, four or five items in a package is that you can also increase your price. So it's a double whammy when you try to, I think. Yeah, and you make it hard for competitors too, if you customize with your name on it, you know, Christie's bundle, uh, whatever mm-hmm. the name of your company is, you know, you put something on there, throw a little copyright mark on there, which you can do <laughs> everything, every, all original contents copyrighted. Just because yeah. you haven't applied for the copyright yet doesn't mean you don't have it. So you yeah. put copyright, put the date on there, put your name, boom, no one can copy your bundle. Yeah. That's it's a beautiful, a beautiful thing. 
It's a a good trick. Yeah, absolutely. And so I love doing this with bundling. I think that there's a lot that you can do that. And whenever, like I said, whenever I did that first, that product, and I finally, I bundled it with the other item that I found with the wholesale company. I mean, to me, that's an exclusive bundle, which all we're really after, right? So we can call this private labeling. I have a private label, but I also have an exclusive bundle. Exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. You can call it what you want. Yeah. Private label, wholesale, retail arbitrage. I don't care. I want to find an item that I can sell at a good profit and no one else can get their hands on it. Mm-hmm. That's the goal, right? Mm-hmm. So call it what you want and that's what you've got. Mm-hmm. And so you compare it with retail items or wholesale items. You can go to the other pillars and and partner with it you know, and, and build them together and no one can touch it because you have at least one piece that no one else can touch. And so it, it's exclusive, it's bundling. And usually bundling can really decrease, bundling itself you know, can really decrease competition, but this is exclusive. You've now, you get the value of whatever the retail product is or the wholesale product is, that brand, if it's a brand, but that product and yours and no one else can touch it. So, and you can assign your own value if it's two items, right? And the retail product is $10 and you have said in your own listing that your product is $10. You've given it that value. Now, in theory, this bundle should be worth $20, but really it's not going to be anywhere near what that costs you. So exclusive bundling can easily be done with this method and very, very quickly. I love it. Okay. You've, you've talked a couple times and hinted, I'm going to send us down this road now. I think you're going to enjoy this. And I'm not sure exactly what you mean by this because I've seen you present and I remember you talking about this, but I don't remember exactly how you describe adding emotion to your bundle. What do you mean by that? When you say adding emotion to the bundle? Well, I mean, it's the reason. So when we break it down and when we look at why a product sells. So for a lot of us, we look at most things are functional, functional items, right? So in a functional type product, right? You buy it just for the functionality, a light bulb, a safety pin, a cat litter. I mean, we're talking about these things. Really, there's nothing sexy about them. They serve one purpose, one purpose alone. There's nothing you can really do about them. I mean, maybe you could, but not really. They're very functional. Okay. So then there's other products out there that are pretty much purchased only based on emotion. And so greeting cards, that would be a good example. So when I go to, you know, a Walmart or a Target or, a, a, you know, w- Walgreens and I'm looking for a birthday card, an anniversary card, something like that, I'm not picking it up and thinking like, oh man, this paper, it's just so lovely. This heavier stock, this one's got gloss. I'm not, that's not how I'm going to choose my card, right? I know that I'm picking up a piece of paper, but I'm looking at it for the message, the one that resonates with me, the one that resonates that I think will, that speaks to whoever my intended recipient will get. And and is that the right thing? So I'm looking at the message and the artwork on there. Every piece of paper is the same, but I choose it based on that. And you can $3.99, $4.99, $5.99, and it costs pennies for that, right? So that's what I mean by emotional type products. Jewelry is very much in that category as well. So we wear things on our t-shirts, you know, for anyone who's a merch by Amazon, right? If you haven't, Chris Green's course, fantastic to to listen to that, but he really breaks it down. And anyone who who sells on that and you do all these different artwork designs, it's still the same cotton t-shirt. That is a basic product. And it also has a functionality purpose, right? We have to wear clothes. Society tells us we need to wear clothes. Most of us trending t-shirts are very popular right now in this era. So you just put a different message message on it. And that's why this t-shirt will sell 10,000 times better than this t-shirt because of whatever you've decided to put on there. So when I say emotion, and so now let me break that down even more. So emotion, most people probably think like sentimental or love or, you know, happiness, maybe humor that can be a wide variety. So what I've given and what I've created was like this worksheet where I gave a category of 20 20 examples or more of each one of these. But some of those could be a nostalgia, right? Um, It could be a witty saying, you know, it could be something that is taboo. Uh, taboo sells so well. As much, whether we like it or not, there's a lot of things that sell. But it, when you think about Cards Against Humanities, that's an example that I use. It's been one of the number one, if not the number one selling product in the toy category at any one point since probably 2015. And if you know what that is, it's sort of like playing apples to apples, but it's the adult version that's very inappropriate. But that's all taboo. And people love it because of that, right? And so uh, parental pride, team pride, Anything that's controversy, right? I mean, so many things. Another example that I give is, I want to say it was maybe back in April of of 2017, right? When elections were high, right? And we had, you know, the Trump and the Hillary. 
there was a book that came out and I remember watching this because I saw this on, I saw this, I was watching the news. I think I was watching like Fox News one morning and they were like, you're never going to believe the number one selling product, right? A book on Amazon right now. It's a book that's called Reasons to Vote for Democrats, right? And so I went and I looked it up and had all these reviews on there. And I'm telling you, it's this beautiful color, you know, cover. It was really great artwork, Reasons to Vote for Democrats. You open it up. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Nothing (laughs) nothing in there. (laughs) It's like 50 pages of blank, just blank text. There was one one that did the same thing. It was like everything that men know about women. (laughs) It was like, (laughs) it was the same. Right. It was just a blank and it sold really well. Yeah. You can see the, so emotion doesn't just mean, you know, my my guy brain, when you said emotion, that's why I knew you had more places to go. I was thinking happy, sad anniversary, you know, it's like my my crayon box has eight colors in it, right? So like <laughs> so we gotta the, expand that. <laughs> the emotional crayon box has 128 crayons in it, right? So <laughs> I got you now. I'm with you. Okay, that's good. Yeah. So that's one of the things. So um, and, and a lot of people ask me that. I wish I'd said that sooner actually in the podcast here, but uh, a lot of people ask me that and they think, Christy, I'm not all that creative or what, you know, I, so many people, they're like, I get it. I hear you. And I, whenever you give me examples, they resonate with me, they click, but I don't know how to do this now. And so what I did was I created the best that I can do. So, so I am a mixture of, you know, marketing. Like I said, that was my background. I love being creative. I love sort of playing in that creative space. I have to have that creative outlet, but I am such a process person. I am such an organized person. I am so, I'm just call it my project management side. So I really need to have things systematically done. So this was a big challenge for me in creating this course was how do I, do my best to logically sort of walk people who are not terribly creatively, you know, not terribly creative. How do I walk them through trying to be creative, doing these exercises? So I've created an exercise sheet. And in one of those, I give like a starter list of tons of emotional examples, the ones that I had just mentioned there. And then tons of basic item examples and tons of, you know, what I think are current sort of trending sort of these niche examples. So trying to to mash all of that together, right? So that people can have a crayon box of 148 colors or whatever it is. So to be helpful there. But yeah, you know, I guess this is it's it's just about kind of taking these three components. And so let's so let's talk about that. Let's talk about the formula really quick. So I said there's this, so it's my triangle because it doesn't, it's not linear. It doesn't need to go in any way, but it's a triangle. So you can start at any one of these points. So we have an, the three points are, you have to have a niche or a niche. I'll never say it right. So I'll just say both. No a one niche. says it right. Yes, <laughs> People you. will correct you whichever way you do it. So whichever I've way you do that. it. So I'm going to go with both. Maybe <laughs> niche is probably more my Oklahoma background. It's what Yeah, me. me too. That's more, uh, I think maybe it's a, uh. Northerners and Southerners. I don't know. Maybe. I'm not. Well, we're going to go with it. All right. From here on forward, we're going with it. So, okay. So we've got a niche example. We've got a motion and we've got a basic product. And so let me tell you how I created this. So your niche, that is going to tell you how you're going to position your listing, meaning key words. Okay. So if we talked about, and it does need to be niche. So if we talked about, so birthday, far too broad. There's tons of products. There's millions of products that will sell because of birthday. You put that in the title, you know, a million keywords are going to come up. That's far too saturated. I don't want to play in that, but something that is niche or, or, or a bit more so would be a 21st birthday. A first birthday actually is one that I see often that is, uh, that there's not all a lot of products around. So a first birthday, a 21st birthday, a milestone of sorts, right? That's a bit more pared down. So that's what I mean by that. And because you're going to use those keywords in your listing. So that's going to be how people are going to find your product. Okay. Number two is a basic product, right? So that's going to tell us And the reason that I buy these cheap sort of cheaper items, I could get golf clubs, I suppose, and try to, but uh, try to make a profit from those. But I, I like to go with products that are very, very basic, right? So the postcards, the jewelry cards, balloons, sunglasses, gym bags, stress balls, putty, mason jars, whatever they are, right? Really basic items because that's going to tell me, A, where I can source anywhere, any promotional company, right? So I'm going to have a plethora of options on where I can source. And two, it's going to tell me that I'm not going to have to invest a ton of money, right? Because these are very, you know, one, two, $3 items 
It's not even if I have to buy a couple hundred of those, we're only talking a couple hundred dollar investment here instead of thousands of dollars. So part of the formula is, so one, our niche is going to tell us where to position. Our basic product is going to tell us where to source and that we're going to not have to do, um, it's not going to be very expensive. And then the third one is the emotion. And that is going to be the why why people buy it, why it sells, why you pick up this greeting card over that greeting card, why you want to pay $13 for stickers, stickers, because we have assigned it value, right? So those are the three components. That's that's sort of how I put all of this together. So, and what I do is I have this exercise sheet that kind of gives you an example of both of those. And just to see, get those creative wheels turning to see what you can do with each one of those categories. That doesn't have to be something that's sellable. It doesn't even have to be a good idea. You don't have to find it anywhere. But I just want to say, if I put woodland animals with maybe a koozie and I say the emotion should be, I don't know, parental pride, what comes to mind? So, and I don't, I don't expect you to answer that right now, but that's sort of the examples that I put together. So that's the formula that I work with. And so, and I, and I've tested this many, many times. I've been able to launch many, many products with this using that same formula. And it seems to work pretty well so far. What's your success rate now that you've done a bunch? How many have you done and what's your success rate? And I, and I know our team is just going nuts over your new course, by the way. We've got our leadership team going through the course right now. They're loving it. Cool. You did such a great job with it. I really enjoyed it myself. I'm almost done with it myself, but just a brilliant concept. It's brilliant in its simplicity. I yeah. love simple solutions. This, is, this takes all the intimidation factor out of it. And we're going to talk in just a moment about how to find promotional companies, tell people how to do that. But- I want to hear a little bit more about your business. You've been doing this a while. Like, what's the reality? Like, what's your ratio of hits and misses when you do this process? Well, I will. T- uh, so that's a great question. And I will tell you, I, I sabotage myself in that I come up with so many ideas that I want to launch all the time that I have the first year of my business. If I, the number of times I ran out of stock and couldn't replenish, couldn't, didn't replenish is astronomical. I'm, in, I'm ashamed and embarrassed of that. But since I've gotten that back into order now, uh, the number, I don't know that I could tell you the number that I've launched to date, it would probably be close to the teens, upper teens, 16, 18 or so. And those are either individual private labels or exclusive bundles, some variation of that. At any point in time, I do a lot of seasonal. So at any point in time, I have, so I have two major brand lines that I have now launched, but at any point in time, I have anywhere that are in stock um, between nine and 11 uh, unique listings. Let's call, let's call them exclusive listings. So I have tried a lot of things and it was usually my bundles. I got really excited when I was like, oh, I can just add this product and this product and then I'll give an instruction sheet or I'll give this where you can do cutouts and you can customize it, right? I was, I thought very Etsy-like, but bundles, if you have six items in your bundle, that's very hard to kind of keep up with. So I've simplified things. So at any point in time, I would say right now I have, you know, around 10, around 10 at all times. And then certain ones I keep in stock and out of stock based on the season. Based on seasons. Gotcha. Right. I do a lot with that. And Jim, I could give you a million, a million examples. I've been happy to go into a couple that I just wrapped up for Q4, but we don't have to get into that. Yeah. Well, it, it sounds like, you know, seasons are a very emotional time. So you have them ramp up and then the day after Valentine's Day is over, it, there's mm-hmm. not a whole lot of action for Valentine's promotional item bundles. But you can do mm-hmm. very, very well if you get in front of each season and you kind of, pro- I imagine you keep a calendar. So what are the most emotional seasons? And my guess this would be uh, Christmas, Valentine's Day. You know, what, what are some of the other emotional? Oh, I mean, like I said, you can do anything. So you're, so there's still that eight colored crayon box. Yeah. You're dealing with an eight colored crayon guy. (laughs) Right. But if you deal, so when I say team pride, well, we're talking about, we're, we're in the middle of, I mean, we had the NBA, uh, all-star all-star game. Yeah. Right. right, right. All-star game, which was a great game. But, uh, anyway, I, you can go on that. I mean, you just pick an emotion and there is a, there is a season for it somewhere in there. I mean, there's graduation. I love graduation. So you have mother's day, father's day. Those days are huge because so many people wait to the last minute to order those kinds of things. I think those are huge. I do a lot with, I mean, I hit all the major ones I mean, Halloween, uh, I Thanksgiving, I hit them all. What what are the biggest ones? Of course, you know, Chris, you know, the Christmas era, the Q4 era is going to probably be the biggest. I hit that the hardest because there's just so much that you can do with it. But 
you can put five up, you know, five products for each holiday if you wanted to and make each one as big as possible. So I probably don't, you know, back to school. I mean, that's a really big one. I think for a lot of us in the e-commerce world, I would say that's probably one of my least, but it's, it's, probably because I just don't focus on it enough. But yeah, I I wish I could tell you which one was the best. I'd have to probably go for the ones in Q4, but really that's only because I probably devote more time to that, to that era. And and yeah, a lot of money is spent in the last three months of the year. I mean, that's when, you know, Mm -hmm. half of our business this, this past year, as I think about it, um, just because people are online spending money. So that makes total sense. Well, let's, let's tell folks how they can find promotional companies. Now I know you've put together, you've put a lot of work into developing a very impressive database that lists out tons of promotional companies. And maybe you can tell us how many are in there, but it's a bunch and make it's a very easily searched database Mm -hmm. and, and you can find the products you're looking for and get catalogs and, you know, get really plugged into this whole world very quickly. But let's say someone just wants to kind of toy around with this a little bit, you know, how, how can I find some promotional companies and start getting some ideas? Yeah. I mean, I wish I could say it was a really complicated answer, but I'm going to tell you Google is my best friend. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. search engine. So looking for whatever, uh, whatever your product is. So if you're looking for balloons, I mean, whatever the product is that you think that you're looking for, go to search engine, anything being whichever one you want. I I just tend to prefer Google, but uh, promotional company, balloon promotional companies, custom balloons. And so, I mean, the entire first page is going to show up with a variety of of options of companies. But then what you can also do, another trick is whenever you search for that, let's, let's just go with balloons. So you search for balloons and then do a custom, you know, custom balloons or promotional, promotional company balloons. Let's go with that. Let's, which you put into that uh, Google, then go over to the shopping tab. It's either usually on the right side, or you can just go underneath the search bar and you can go to the shopping tab. Whenever you go there, you're going to see a page and it's going to see a lot of pictures, right? Of all the places that you can shop. And the, and what you can do then, whenever you're on the shopping page, look at the left-hand side of the page. If you scroll down about halfway, it starts listing off all of the companies that, that are showing their pictures, right? Because you see the pictures over in, in the middle of the screen. But if you go to the left, you're going to see a list of maybe 20 companies right there. And these are 20 companies that you know sell custom balloons, if that's what you're looking for. So that is a really fast way to get you a list. I mean, in 10 seconds, you can find 20 of them just like that. So now are those going to be the best priced ones? I mean, you know, the truth about, and and so the database that we're building hundreds, I think we're somewhere around 750. I can't remember the precise number, uh, but something like that. So we have hundreds, right? So the ones that you're going to find on Google, uh, they're going to be great. They're going to be the bigger ones, the behemoth ones, the ones that can have ton, you know, that have really zeroed in on their SEO so that they're going to be the ones that, you know, show up on the first and the second page of Google results. Uh, so you're going to see a lot of repeats with them. So there's a lot of smaller companies though. And that's the reason that we wanted to build this database is because you're going to find plenty, but they may not be the best price, or they may not be, you know, have as much ability to customize as some other companies that maybe don't show up on the first results page. So you can find tons of them plenty, and that might be a really fantastic option and great price points. But then just think there, there are hundreds of companies out there that customize balloons for you. And you'll probably find the top 20 if you go to Google like that. Gotcha. So some of the advantages of using your database that you've put together Mm-hmm. would be obviously you're gonna have a lot more items, but when I'm I haven't used the database yet. So talk me through a little bit how that's how that works. Can I search by keyword, for example, mm-hmm. if there's a certain product I'm looking for and you'll show me all the companies that could sell me that particular mm-hmm. type of product. Or can I get on like the magazine? I wouldn't mind flipping through, getting on promotional company mailing lists, just flipping through looking for ideas. Have you done that? Oh, it's dangerous. Yes, it is fantastic. (laughs) And it's dangerous and you get sucked in and you can't ever come back. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But yeah. Um, So not everyone has a catalog per se, the way that you would think about a wholesale company, right? So if you just start flipping through the, it's literally like virtual flipping through pages. Some of them do, certainly. But a lot of companies, they're just going to have everything listed on their website, right? So you can do a keyword search on their website. So a lot of what you find in the database, yes, you can do keyword research. So what we've been doing, uh, my team and I, we've been doing accumulating this list, this big database. And we go through each one of these websites and we look at their, oh, probably the top 20. If, I mean, it's a, if it's a huge category, then we have a lot of them, but we tag them with, you know, this one does 
sunglasses and this one has paper products and this one does pillowcases or things like that. So we will, we've kind of bucketed them in these categories. And so it filters down based on that. And so then you can go through and then you'll see a result and that result page, you can find the, you know, the company name and their contact information. So we have all of their contacts. So you can find the URL. So you can go to their website. You can find their, if they're the way to contact them, if they have a phone number, if they also provided an email address, or if it's just an info form, then we'll note that. And then you can save them. So as you're building in the database, if you're like, well, I, you know, I really like the supplier. I'm not totally ready. And I want to look at some more. You can click a little saved button. Then you have your own little personal category or section there so that you can go look and say, okay, these are the eight that I saved. So now I can go back through and call them or whatever. So it's really about it's keyword and then it's also category driven. So if you were looking for pets, you can just search by category and all the companies that show up anything to do with pets, then you can find a list of them as well and you get their name, their contact information, you can save them as also. So so it's either searchable by category or by keyword. Love it. That's going to be yeah. a powerful tool. It's going to be a great way for people to experiment with this. It's such it's such a low cost too that you put on the course. I'm not going to tell people the price, but Man, it's a steal. So I, I hope people jump over to promotionalcompanysourcing.com and check it out. Fantastic course that you've put together. And it it's not complicated. And we've given people, I love, one thing I love about the podcast we've recorded today, Christy, is someone wants to go out and kind of prove it on their own. I, you kind of can. I mean, we're not talking about risking thousands of dollars here. Go try it. See, this stuff is everywhere. But if you want a step-by-step course, where Christy really dives in, shows you specific examples. And there are some things you need to be aware of. There's copyright and trademark issues and things. You can get yourself into trouble here. You talk through very methodically where those borders are. Uh, you did such a great job. I, I'm excited to get this course launched out there to people and to get the feedback rolling in. But uh, it, how about we hit a couple more things? I want to know, yeah. we, you've talked about emotion and that's one place to go for inspiration. But like, let's say I just wanted to start like, okay, I love this idea. This sounds great. Where do I start? Where do I go to get some inspiration and some ideas? That's a good question. So I um, I have so many places that I start from and all of which have worked for me that I've used. And so I have one, I think the video is called, um, I think it was six ways to generate ideas. And so I go through a couple of different methods. So if you just had no place that you wanted to get started or you didn't know where to just day one. So I happened to, my story was, I, you know, I was on a, a wholesale catalog and then I just happened to see something that sparked. What are the odds of that happening again? Right. That's not really like a methodology that I could tell you guys to do. So I really had to sort of put pen and paper over the last six, eight, months. And I thought, what do I really do? And so one of the things that I do is I go and I look for novel and interesting items on Amazon. And then I look at that seller store. So one example that I have that you guys can go look right now, and I've shown this before, there's a store called Big Dot of Happiness, Big Dot of Happiness. Now it's a gigantic score store. It's a gigantic one, but they sell almost exclusively, right? Emotional type products. They're not really functional. They're party products. They're, they're just a variation of any number of things for anything there. Uh, it's a fantastic store. So I would find companies like that. So maybe if I stumbled, if I was on Amazon and I stumbled across a product that I was like, okay, well, I, you know, this isn't something that I want to sell or whatever, but I recognize that this is basic material. Okay. And that it sells like instantly. If you know something, you look at something and you know why it sells that there's an emotional component. And, and I can even tell you more examples. That was the, the way that I teach this course is through examples. So just so you can visually see what I'm saying. Oh, so it's yeah, not you give content. tons of examples. I love it. it's very picture driven. Yes. Uh, I like, you, you did a great job on this. Thank course. you. Thank you. I like to teach through visual, through examples to see here's a successful thing and let's break down why. So I'll go to a store, a, a successful store that sells on emotional, because a lot of times if they sell one emotional product, they're going to sell many. They're on that vein, right? So I'll find a store like that. One example that I will give you is the big dot of happiness. Um, the second one is that I will look through catalogs, right? I'll look through company catalogs and I'll pull out keywords. And this is one that I think probably resonates with a lot of people who have been doing, who are less on the, what can I do with the creative thing? And this is a little bit more like, find me the keyword research type. So what I do, and a lot of what we have our team that searches private label products for us is uh, they'll go through catalogs and they'll pull out keywords, right? 
they'll pull out keywords and they'll perform, you know, Ryan's five-step test, right? They do a little bit of competition and demand to see what's going on with that keyword, or they'll run it through a, like a viral launch, right? Or a jungle scout just to see what results come up. So they look at it by keyword research rather than, you know, what can I do with this product? Why does it sell? So if you're, if you're more in line with that sort of line of thinking, uh, that's another good one that we certainly use. Our team uses a lot. Retargeting a product to a new audience. So one example that I like to give is, so there's, we'll go back to stickers, labels. So there's this, um, I can't remember the store name, but you can look this up, wine bottle labels, right? Look up something, variation of that. And it's just, these are stickers, all right? Like four by five stickers, square stickers. They look like the size of a wine bottle label, okay? And they sell this and it has, you know, different themes to them. So one of them would be, uh, one that you can sell would be like a bachelorette party or maybe like um, an anniversary something or maybe as a housewarming gift or a milestone or whatever. So the point is you can go find them and th- one of these stores, you can you can take that product and if it starts selling really well, whatever that is, just flip it and turn it to a new audience. So it's a, still the same label, right? And you take that same artwork and it's supposed to go, you're not selling the wine, you're, you can't sell the wine, you're not selling the bottles, you're just selling labels, but you're telling people, Go find your favorite bottle of wine and put these Christmas stickers here on here. One, This one has elves and this one has reindeer and this one has Santa Claus. Now, and then whenever you go to your in-laws, right? So you bring the wine, you get to bring that and it's very festive looking, right? But now do that for Thanksgiving and now do that for Easter or whatever it is. So you can take the exact same concept, wine bottle labels, and just flip it to a new audience, right? So that's another way. So take something that's selling really well, go find something that is a basic item that's already selling and say, how else can I, you know, turn this to a different audience? It's this mug is selling really well, world's best mom. Well, why can't I go sell one that says world's best dad or grandma or world's best boss? That type of thing. Beautiful. That's great. You, we're giving people so much value. And I feel like we should ask people to to send us a little money for having listened today. <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I know this is just the start. This is just the tip of the iceberg of the possibilities here mm-hmm. and for a very low risk to get your own private label or better stated exclusive product that only yeah. you can sell. And yeah, I love it. It's something that no one would have thought of if they hadn't listened to this podcast today and they can go out and start trying literally tomorrow. And then once you see, man, this stuff is everywhere. The possibilities are endless. I really encourage you jump over and grab Christie's course. And I'll tell you, at the end of the show, how to get that one last time. But I have one last question for yeah. you and we'll hit this one. Is this a good source for private label only, or could this work for like retail and, and bundling? Let's talk a little bit about that as well. Like, is this, are we only talking private label here? Well, no, I mean, we sort of touched on this earlier. Of course you can do, so with the labels, we're going back to the wine bottle labels, that can be its own thing, right? Or you can bundle that. I mean, that's, so, so many of these items can be bundled with a retail product. I know that um, I used to do a lot of, so a seasonal thing that I've done before is I will take a stuffed animal and a book, right? Like I think, I think Abe Ortolani may have mentioned this, that we did this one before, but it was the first one that I had tested. And it was, um, I think we did Paddington bear and we took like, you know, the Paddington bear. And then we took the book that went along with it. And then we made these little, um, small little cards to go along with that bundle. And it looked like his, the card looked like his little briefcase. So we made the artwork on one side, look like the briefcase. And then on the other side, we made it like a to and from, right? Because that's where, you know, part of the book that goes along with that, but also because it was intended as a gift. So that one little thing, and we sold out of that like crazy. I mean, it was, you know, that it was Q4, so it was going to sell, but there were tons of other listings. We increased our price $4 more than everyone else. And we sold out of all of ours just by adding that one thing that was 25 cents, you know, additional. So it's a way to really set yourself apart from, think about anyone who's ever done bundles, go back and look at every bundle you've sold and say, what little tiny piece can I add to this to make it stand out and look different and possibly add more va- If nothing else, it will set you apart from your competition, but also because it can 
it can increase your price. If you can make it look like it isn't an added value, you can certainly increase your price there. So you're going to sell out not only because of that, but you're also going to sell it at a higher price. So this, I probably anymore now, I, I sell more bundles. I will sell a kit of things. I'll put a bunch of retail products together and I will add one additional piece. And sometimes it's instructions. Sometimes it's jokes. I've done that. Sometimes it's a comic strip. It doesn't matter. I add something else that's a, a layer of funny or happiness. It's one of those emotions that I play on. And it definitely increases the value with pennies, you know, pennies extra for me to put that together. So it's one of, I sell more bundles than I do private labels, to be totally honest. I love it. Yeah. So it's not just about finding a product. It's about creating emotion, creating a unique mm -hmm. bundle mm -hmm. and going to these different places for inspiration that you've listed several of already. Um, yeah. This is something you could, you could really keep yourself busy. And I love the success ratio that you've shared with us that, yeah. you know, if, if you get a decent instinct for this, you can create winners most of the time, if not mm -hmm. vast majority of the time. Uh, and you spelled it out. Promotionalcompanysourcing.com is your new course. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. It's your first course. And uh, so congratulations on that, right? Have you, you have you had any other, you haven't had another course before that, have Not you? Is that yet. your first one? We've yeah. got another one in the lineup because I right. just got addicted to it. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> it's exciting. Well, I there's nothing more exciting than than having success online and like, yeah, this is working. And then you think to yourself, wow, I could teach other people how to do this. And there's a whole nother stream of income from teaching people what you've learned and what you've discovered. I'd love seeing that happen. So congratulations on that. And uh, I want to encourage everyone to jump over and check that out. You did a great job today, Christy. I think this is one of those episodes where people are probably going to say, hey, I, I know who needs to hear this one. So please do share our show. Send people to silentgym.com slash podcast and tell them which show they need to listen to. Today, we were with Christy Michelle talking about promotional company sourcing, and she did a fantastic job. So we'd love to get your feedback too, listeners. If you wouldn't mind leaving us a review on iTunes, that would be great. Or just go to silentgym.com and send us a note if you think we could do, be doing things better or you have a topic idea. We love hearing from you guys. But Christy, thank you so much for your time today. If folks want to dive more into this, they know how to get your course. It's in the show notes at silentgym.com. But Anything else you want to mention today as we uh, as we let the folks go today? No, I don't. I mean, th thank you, thank you for having me on here, and this was so much fun. And I, you know, I think we kind of covered almost everything. But you know, I just I just want to say that for those of you who are maybe a little bit afraid of, like, gosh, I'm just not creative. It sounds like if I want to go this method, I need to be. I've worked very hard to try to speak to you. I really, I built this course for the people who have come to me and said, I'm not a creative person. I thought, well, you know what, if I can throw a hundred examples at you, hopefully one of these will click and you can do something with that. And I've got, you know, these different, you know, instructions and exercises to help you in that category. You don't have to be that way, but I've tried to make it as easy as possible and, and really speaking to you because the people who are creative, man, you guys are going to get this in two seconds. I'm not even worried. Uh, but <laughs> right. Right. I mean, and anyone, if you, if anyone who here who does um, merch by Amazon and that clicks for you, man, just spin it, just put it on instead of a t-shirt, whatever you've got, put it somewhere else, put it on a different basic item that you get at a promotional company. So I encourage everyone to try this. It's just such a low risk. That was where I started. You know, I didn't want high risk. I wanted low risk. I wanted something easy, fast, inexpensive. And this was the method that I put together. So I hope I want more than anything. I just, I can't wait to hear about more success stories and how people, this really helped change their lives. So I think I'll just end on that note and just say, I just can't wait to hear, you know, who, who can be touched by this and whose life can really you know be changed. That's beautiful. Yeah. You packed that course full of examples. That's a great point. We, we lightly mentioned that earlier, but man, yeah, I, as I was going through it, I was like, wow, she has researched this a ton. So many <laughs> examples. And you just want to stop and go try it yourself. So yeah. good job, Christy. Well, hey, great job today. Good hanging out with you a little bit. Listeners, I'll let you go at this point. Thanks for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. We'll be back again real soon. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.